Harry, I'm coming in. Harry. Yeah, put it down. I had to run next door and rob the neighbors and got the... You left the water running over there too, didn't you? I told you not yeah. to do that, Mob. Why are you doing that? It's their signature. Gotta do it. You're sick, Mob. You know that really sick. <laughs> welcome back to Paper Movies, a novelization book club, and welcome to our Christmas special. Uh, today, it is your uh, discussion is going to be brought to you by the Wet Bandits here. <laughs> I'm Marv. And I'm Harry. <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing the novelization to Home Alone. The junior novelization, because uh, there's actually not an, an adult novelization version of this. The is a scholastic novelization based on the screenplay by John Hughes. And the novelization was by Todd Strasser or Strasser. Yes. Yep. Yep. Every time so I see this kid, I just... If I turn him into hamburger. <laughs> like boil him in oil, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. we are. Hope you guys are having a great holiday season. Hope you guys uh, have a Merry Christmas soon. Uh, we thought that since, you know, it's our second Christmas uh, as a podcast, we're going to do a Christmas novelization. We didn't do one uh, for our discussion this month, and I don't think we did one last year either. Um, mm -mm. so we thought we'd actually do a Christmas novelization for Christmas. So home alone, one of the, even, yeah, even though it's a young reader or youth novelization, whatever the appropriate term is for a young reader novelization, that's what it is. <laughs> well, um, so I'll go ahead and get into a summary. Uh, as many of you may have seen home alone, then you know that it's about, Kevin McAllister, he is kind of a um, he's kind of a troublemaker, and um, but then again, he's also kind of misunderstood. People just kind of get easily annoyed with him, and he kind of is a he kind of becomes a little bit of a nuisance and annoyance to the other family. Um, so he one day after a big family fight, um, he decides he wants he wishes that his parents would disappear, and they accidentally left him home alone. Uh, for as they go to Paris and he thinks his wish actually came true when in reality they actually just went to Paris and then it wasn't until the airplane when they realized that he that they left him and meanwhile two bandits yours truly here uh, Harry and Marv uh, they are going throughout the whole neighborhood um, they target Kevin's house in particular because uh, heavy uh, Harry posed as a police officer earlier that day um, and he saw all the valuables inside the house. So they make this house a priority realizing he has to defend this house. He puts up, Kevin puts up traps to defend his house from the burglars. Yeah. And man, he did a pretty good job, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the little, the little one of those Christmas, uh, theories out. There's one of those theories out there that Kevin McAllister is really the guy that would eventually become jigsaw from the, <laughs> You know, like, that's I'd like funny. to play a little game, you know. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Man, so what did you think of this novelization? I mean, for a, a, a kid's 
book. You know, it's not going to go into all the all the details, right, as an adult novel would, or uh, elaborate a lot more on story just because it is what 131 pages 136 pages um what were your thoughts when you when you read this book did you enjoy it did you you know i enjoyed it but i'm gonna be honest for a a a young readers book it got pretty dark it did it sure (laughs) i mean i was like uh, there, of course, we're going to get into all the differences, but like um, before I get to those, like I'll address some uh, certain changes they made to the film. Um, like that scene where Marv goes to investigate the house mm-hmm. and he hears that mobster movie. Uh, mm-hmm. That was actually Harry that did that in the book. Yes, yeah, it, it a was. Bit. Yep, it was altered. That was like the the big difference that I noticed that really stuck out like a sore thumb is like, oh, wait a second. It's like that it's actually me. happened this way. It's not me. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, it was that, that was different. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm jumping the gun. Continue. Then they also, um, the, the darker parts was, and they had, uh, these are actually, I think if I remember correctly, they were deleted scenes from the Home Alone movie. One of which was that scene with Peter McAllister and his daughter in Paris. And she says, like, all the family needs to be together at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I believe that was a deleted scene. And there was also the one of the biggest deleted scenes is a little bit of insight or backstory into Harry. He shows his content. He talks about his contempt for Christmas and how it's become like too commercialized and people only care about traveling to, you know, Florida or Paris or anything like that. And he's just said like, like, man, it should just it's it's kind of weird for the, the villain of the story to have a more pure uh in vision of Christmas than some people. Cause all he says, like, it's like, it's not about the holidays and it's more, it's not about your families anymore. It's about like, what am I getting them this and everything. And that's why he says he hates Christmas. And I think that's, I think if I remember correctly, he implied that that's why he robs houses and everything. <laughs> oh yeah. They, that's what they're saying. That's what's wrong with the world. And then like, let's go rob that house. Yeah. I like that. It's just like, yeah, this world sucks. Well, let's go rob it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if you can't yeah, beat them, join them, you know? <laughs> But yeah, what are your thoughts? I enjoyed it. I thought it was surprisingly a lot better than I thought it was going to be. You know, we've been reading novelizations for a while, and this is our first young reader novelization that we've done. And I was kind of nervous, like, oh, man, this is just going to be like skim the surface, not go into any details. Nothing is going to be changed. Things were changed, and it did dive deeper into things, like with certain characters, you know? And I thought that was really cool. And it has me excited to look into more young reader novelizations, actually, because it was part of my plan is like, I'm not going to I'm not going to do any more of these. But this has me excited because it elaborated on character development. It seemed like the movie, the movie, you get more information with Kevin setting up the house, setting up his booby traps. You know, clearly it, it's it's a longer uh it's filled out, I guess we should say in the film. This one, it's like, oh, they're coming to my house. And then everything happens. You don't know how he set up all the traps. You just kind of use your imagination. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was kind of the bummer with the novelization. But I felt like we got a lot more with his family doing their things than we did in the film. But then everything that happened in the novelization was in the film. 
except for that one extended scene like you mentioned with all the kids gathered around to the dad like it's just not the same we need to be together on christmas there was one just, other different oh go ahead i'm sorry but for some reason it just felt like we had so much more of their perspective than we did in the movie yeah there was one other big difference that I almost forgot about. And you know that scene where in the movie, uh, uh, Kate McAllister, the mom, she's trying to like, you know, plead with these this older couple at the airport saying, hey, I'll give you mm-hmm. a ring, $500 earrings, if you just uh, first class tickets, if you just let me trade. And that ended so differently. And it ended in a much darker way than I thought it would in the <laughs> Like in the film, they're like, oh, all right, we'll do it. And, you know, and and even after she pleads with them, like in this book, like the old man is just like, uh, oh, sorry, my hearing aids going out. I can't hear yeah. you. Uh, bye. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cruel. And it, it took me a second to realize that was the same couple. Like when I was reading, I was like, is this a different time? Because I don't remember. <laughs> that guy being so rude. Cause I thought he was like, Oh, I'm, we're sorry. Type of a thing. But, um, we got Axel. We learned that buzz is obsessed with, uh, guns and roses. And the tarantula's name is Axel. And the way that uh, the way that the tarantula gets out of its cage is different than what we see in the film. In the film, uh, he's, cl- uh, Kevin is climbing the bookcase to, uh, what was it? He saw money he was trying to get to, in mm-hmm. the movie but in the book he's climbing the top to get a bb gun because there's the bb gun is on the top and when he crashes down he finds some uh money in a canister but then uh, a book falls on the tarantula's cage and that's how he gets out mm-hmm. so it's not like the whole like oh the whole collapsing collapsing thing is what gets him out um and he finds the bb's underneath his bed, uh, Buzz's bed, or something like that. Um, I, I just that that scene was seemed mixed up to me, a little bit different than what we had in the film. Um, but then we've got target practice going on as well with the BB gun. Mm-hmm. They elaborate on that a little bit more. Um, he's not allowed to have a gun in the house, but somehow Buzz has one. So I thought that was kind of funny too. Yeah, there's also the uh, we get a little bit more insight and not in uh, 100% officially, but we kind of get an insight like what Kevin's dad does for a living. Like I mentioned earlier, there was like funny fan theories like there is a a theory going around that Peter McAllister is actually a mobster. What? Yeah, he's actually a mobster and um, which is... um, why he uh, has all this money and everything. And that's why he kind of, when he thought Harry was a police officer, he like, he kind of gave him like uh, the cold shoulder and everything like that. Cause I remember like Harry, um, he was defensive about it in the film. Like he was mm-hmm. just like, am I under arrest or something? And then, and then uh, whenever Kate McAllister, uh, whenever uh, I'm sorry, whenever he has said, um, like, he's like, I'd like to have a word with you, sir. He's just like, yeah, my wife will be down, man. You can talk to her and just leaves. I was like, <laughs> so I know that's not exactly true. They actually did elaborate though, saying that he was more—he uh, was like a businessman. Yeah, Kate, she's a clothing designer. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was that mentioned in the film. No, it wasn't. 
I thought that was interesting. Uh, and yeah, I did like all of the uh, added things and um, um, old man Marley, I think, uh, talked to Kevin a lot more than he did in the film. Mm -hmm. Like he talked to him, if I remember correctly, he talked to him a couple, couple of times before they had that meeting at the church or whenever, you know, he was at the church and everything. Yeah. Cause he, he tried to talk to him in the, uh, the store when he had the toothbrush. Right? Yeah. He was like, he waved at him and then tried to tell him about his hand. Which was I did like, up. it did also kind of imply why Kevin didn't call the police in the first place when he found out the wet bandits were coming. Cause he was afraid he would get arrested. For <laughs> he thought the cops were looking, <laughs> he thought the cops were still looking for him. I, I love it. Cause they, they brought that up like two or three times throughout the story. After that point, he's like, I need to call 911. Oh wait, no, they're, the cops are looking for me. I, I got to do this myself. I thought that was really funny. And like at the beginning, whenever Kate was telling Harry that they were leaving when he was disguised as a police officer, he's like, she said, we're leaving for Paris. We're going to be gone. Gave all the information out. So when Harry gets back to the car to Marv, Marv is freezing in the van. He had it shut off and he's just like shivering. And he's like, what, why isn't the van on? He's like, because carbon monoxide, I don't want to die. And it was just like, uh, Marv, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> it's you love him, but you kind of hate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His options, he said, were like, "Oh, carbon monoxide poisoning or freeze to death." So, so you decided to freeze to death. Oh, yeah. This is goofy. <laughs> Just give some goofy stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, there was the the quote that you were talking about. I I wrote down the page numbers because I thought it might be fun to read it here in a minute. Uh. Yeah, you want me to read it real quick? Yeah, go for it. It's just, um, Marv says, it's almost too easy. Harry asks, remember the good old days? Uh, everybody stayed at home for the holidays. Now it's off to Hawaii, Aspen, Paris, Marv said. Whatever happened to sitting around the fireplace with their family, roasting chestnuts and, chestnuts and singing Christmas carols? People have become cynical, Harry said. Shaking his head, everyone's too jaded. It's just another sign of moral decay of contemporary society. Yeah, Marv said. So which house do you want to rob first? <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> sign of moral decay. Uh, we got someone in the comments. Uh, Small Time Republic says Home Alone. Yep, we are. That's right. Thanks for joining us. And I like your little emoji there with the, the Kevin McAllister <laughs> emoji right there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I... Kind of like you, I was surprised with it. It was a, you know, despite being, you know, like I said, a a, a young reader book, it was good. I keep bumping my mic here. Sorry. I, it was really good. And, uh, and uh, I was just surprised with it. And it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a very long read. I read this in about an hour, like pretty quick. Yeah, it's just like I I mean I read a few chapters before, but this like the other day I was off work and was like, yeah, I'm just gonna finish this. So just sat down and I read it within like an hour, hour and a half, somewhere right there. And I'm just like, that was actually not a bad book to read. And yeah. it was uh, I was surprised by it. And it um it does have a sequel, and like I'm gonna briefly mention this. Like I did find the Home Alone 2 Lost in New York novelization, but uh, I'm just kind of pointing this out for fun, like a little fun. Christmas fact. There's actually two prints of this, and Matthew has one, and I have this mm -hmm. one. And 
apparently mine is more fuller than his. I guess it's like an yeah. actual novel, and his is kind of like the same print and size as the uh, this one. I don't have it up here with me right now, but yeah, it's a the same size as this one. It's it's different. It's just slightly altered cover. Um, I don't see the chat stuff on my side anymore for some reason. But um, something with Buzz that I thought was funny when they were uh, in Paris, the family, mm -hmm. everybody's talking about how they're, oh, I feel so bad that Kevin's in at home by himself. He's home alone. Poor Kevin. Buzz, he's like, I'm going to list off three reasons why I'm not concerned. And he says, A, two, yeah. and D. Like D when he's when he's naming things off, it's like, oh, Buzz. <laughs> I know. Just does it. And then, like, whenever his, uh, I think it was his cousin, the oldest one, Heather, was counting off people, they were like, in the movie, like, I, I like the comedic timing or the, like, how that scene flows. He was just like, um, I was just like, one, two, three. And then he just chimes and goes, 11, 92, 12. And she's like, don't be a moron. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Um, what about the what about the humor? Do you think this this I know we've talked about the one scene that moral decay thing, but do you think that uh, the book was as funny as the film? No, I mean it was a good read, but I just like I still kind of prefer the movie, right? Right, because I mean um, the stuff some of the stuff was dumbed down a slight, you know, slightly for the younger crowd to read. We got a comment. It turns out Buzz is a jerk in real life too. He was in the news as of late. Um, really? I didn't. I knew that he was in the the actor was in that new Disney Plus remake of Home Alone, and <laughs> I know that he was actually going to be here in the in Oklahoma at a Christmas pop culture Christmas con, and we were kind of tempted to go over to see him, but we didn't get a chance to. Uh, yeah, yeah, getting buzzed with Buzz. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. like, like what? what was it like a drinking game with Buzz or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's odd. I I love the uh, just the, my favorite thing about Home Alone is it's a comfort thing. Yeah. I've even found like reading the book, I was like, ah, this is like a nice comfort story. It's funny. It's. <laughs> Nothing like seeing two home invaders getting their butts handed to them. That'll just make you really say, God bless us, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, um, what else was there that was um, a big difference? Oh, the uh, the Gus from the Polka Band. Mm -hmm. They have a, a station wagon. In the film, wasn't it a U-Haul? Something like a U-Haul or something? Yeah, it was like, um, it, like it was enough to where they could... Um, uh, it was enough to where they can rehearse, like the whole band could rehearse in the, mm -hmm. the background. And there was one scene that was cut, if I remember correctly. They didn't have that scene where Gus was like saying like, oh, yeah, um, like, you know, like we're, we're we're not the greatest parents either. Like we never you remember that scene that I'm talking about? Like he's like, oh, yeah, that person over there, he's never even met his kid. And just like <laughs> he forgets this, that person there. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't remember that. It being sounds really. No, it wasn't. It was skimmed over pretty quick. They were like on their way to a concert um, to play at some show or a wedding or something. And mm -hmm. then uh, they're like, oh, Chicago's on the way. And, uh, and it'll be a tight fit because everybody's got these instruments. And she's like, strap me to the roof. 
like right, let's go we got someone joining us we got joe's media cabinet yo dudes merry christmas buds well uh, merry christmas merry to christmas you too buddy you. thanks for joining us yeah it's a shame i can't see the comments i don't know where they're at yeah i got your back man all right um <laughs> yeah i know i keep listing off these theories but there's also this theory <laughs> I, I watched a video about it recently about all the funny theories when it comes to home alone i thought it'd be kind of cool for apparently there's a theory that gus is the devil because uh when kate was talking to that uh customs or that um just what do you call it at the airport uh, the yeah the, the person guy. The, yeah the ticket guy yeah there we go um when she was talking to him she's like if i have to sell everything at home if i have to sell my soul to the devil oh I that's when he comes to- up yeah, that's when he comes up like immediately after. Now, I know in the film uh, he was eavesdropping and he uh, he heard the conversation, but it was just kind of a fun. Uh, a lot of people thought that that was kind of fun that he just like appeared immediately, like right as soon as she said, like, yeah, if I had to sell to the, my soul to the devil, I will get home to my son. And that's when he pops up. That that's I like that theory. It's that's interesting because he even says, like, we have the last car in Detroit. Yeah, we got LOL the devil. Yeah, there was like there was a video on YouTube where they did a, a theory where Gus was apparently the devil. <laughs> I guess the devil like polka music and not fiddle music. But <laughs> um but whenever uh Kate realizes that Kevin was home by himself, she like had this feeling. She's like, I need to go check on all the kids. And then she couldn't find Kevin and walked back to the bathroom area, just knocking on doors, and then she's like stop the plane yeah yeah that was a lot different too i remember that that was uh she was just like i'm forgetting something and i'm like hmm what could it be and like like a couple of pages or chapters goes by mm-hmm. until she finally realizes yeah. wait a minute it's one I of the just, kids i, I kind of liked in the uh i kind of like that ber- version of the film better where she's just like kevin you know i mean of course yeah. like uh Catherine o'hara's performance was iconic you know and mm-hmm. uh um yeah, it was uh, different, but you know, like I said, I would. This is like a book that I would recommend if you want to find like differences, because you know, like like we pointed out a minute ago, like there are quite a bit of differences. Like you know, there's like certain characters doing uh, certain characters doing um, this in the film when in the movie it was actually this character, or like people just like I said, like that elderly couple. They're just complete jerks, but in their in the movie they were more sympathetic and yeah and like i said for a kid's novelization it kind of got a little deep and pretty dark and you know that's normally stuff that you would find in a in an adult novelization you know what i'm saying yeah i mean like the whole scene where he goes to the store with the when he walks out with the toothbrush a lot of that that whole scene is kind of is altered um because you know in the movie she points at Kevin, when he's running out, and some young kid that works at the store like looks over and then chases him out, and then points at a police officer who's writing somebody a ticket. So the cop starts to chase him, and then that kind of ex- is extended out some. But in the uh, the book, the old lady chases him out and sees a cop car and is like, "Hey, he's a thief!" And then the cop gets mm-hmm. out of his car and chases after him, and that's when Kevin's like, "Oh, the cops are after me!" <laughs> gets paranoid. Um. There, the other scene that was altered a little bit was uh, I mean, not much, but there's when 
Marv walks up to the door and the BB gun comes through the doggy door and he shoots him in the crotch. Well, in the book, it's his knee, his knee. Yeah. So, which I can understand them changing that up for a kid's book. Um, but I thought it was funny. I like how it shows like, Oh yeah, he can hear them coming. So he's like got a lamp on in the background. So he puts the BB gun over his shoulder to look bigger uh, earlier on in the book to keep the guys from breaking in. But it does show some of his, his thought process on how he's got to defend his house. I, I still, to this day, like watching that scene in the film, my favorite is just when Marvis is lying down on the snow going, the little jerk is armed. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, funny enough, I know I keep, I'm, this is the last time I'll do this, but there is a couple of YouTube videos where if you say doc, uh, if for all of our listeners, like I recommend checking it out. It's like, like doctors diagnose the home alone injuries. And like for each time, like, like, um, like say the BB gun scene or like, you know, the paint can scene, like doctors are like actually explaining what, like that would actually, what would actually happen to them in real life. And it's interesting. It gets like, <laughs> but um, like, so that's just the, that's the last time I'll mention like something like that. But um, yeah, they, like you said, like had, they had to censor quite a bit of stuff. Obviously, you know, it's a kid's book, you know, like, you know, like in the, in the movie when after they got, you know, banged up with the paint cans, Mm-hmm. You know, Harry, you know, it's like, if you hit me with one more can, I'm going to snap off your cojones and burn them in motor oil. And in the novel, he just says, like, I'm going to burn you in oil or something like that. Yeah. You know, I can't remember. It was Marv. It was like, I'm going to turn you into hamburger. And that, that freaks Kevin out. He's like, I don't want to be a hamburger. Yeah. The whole tarantula scene was a little different, too. Um, yeah. Uh, he's it kind of like it looked it's like they were kind of like he puts it on marv in the movie but does he still do it in the book i can't quite remember if he put it on marv or harry first I, I think, a little. yeah i can't remember if the spider uh if axel they call him uh just came up out of nowhere and crawled up on his face or if kevin put him on i can't remember that part but i know that uh they got him off pretty quick but they were still hitting each other and they had to stop it. Like, wait, who are we fighting here? And then yeah. they turn and it's like, they were just hitting each other. I think, I think, uh, was it Harry hits Marv in the shin with a, the crowbar. crowbar. Yeah. Oh, no, it was Ouch. or the other way around. Oh yeah. It was a shin. Like, yeah, it was like in the movie. It was like across his like his chest. chest here, which, which would have been very like, obviously more intensely painful than what they did. Um, Go ahead. There was, there was another part that made me laugh. It's like after they started getting there, when they're trying to break into the house the first time, you know, they're one's the front door, one's the back door and they can't seem to break in. So they, they meet back around for a minute or when they finally do get in, I can't remember. I've got COVID. I, my mind's a mess. Anyway, when they finally get in the house, Marv, Harry is like, where are you, you twerp? And Marv says, I'm here, Harry. <laughs> it's like, He's like, not, not you. you. The, not you, the kid. <laughs> like, what? I, I just thought that was funny. Where are you, you twerp? I'm here, Harry. <laughs> um, we got another 
comment from Small Time Republic says that's interesting because John Candy appears as the devil in a scene in planes, trains, and automobiles when Steve Martin hallucinates it. I didn't, I, you know, weirdly enough, I actually haven't seen that film yet, but that's pretty, uh, that's oh, pretty cool coincidence. You have to see planes, trains, and automobiles. I, I, I would like to, I just haven't had the opportunity yet. So I'll have to probably just do that. Yeah. It's th Thanksgiving movie. So next Thanksgiving, you want to watch that. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. He also just said like, I just now realized Matthew is Daniel Stern and Adam is Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like at the end, like if you came in a little late at the end of this live stream, when it uploads, just go and just, uh, we did a little funny skit at the beginning. Little, so little uh, intro. Yeah, little intro so uh after this uploads just go check it out it was kind of funny yeah. <laughs> um so this like you know even though like we were surprised with it like you know i noticed like i was going to make a comment like some novelizations like you can only find them in a young readers like i know like uh like the new uh, reboot to the ninja turtles mm -hmm. uh that's only in a junior novelization uh I think the amazing Spider-Man two is a junior novelization. If I'm not mistaken, um, like there's several, like the sixth sense. I remember that. I think the sixth yeah. sense is a young reader novelization. Surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's not a book that I would consider to have a, uh, be a junior what kid, novelization. What kid would want to read that? Yeah. I see dead people. <laughs> I almost bought that at the store, but the uh, owner actually said, I'm actually going to take that because there's mold growing on it. I'm just like, eh, well, uh, thanks. So I'll have, to go, I'll have to go and find another copy. But um, so would you recommend this book over the film? No, me neither. I would I'd say the movie is a Christmas classic. Yeah, it's in my tradition to watch it every year and i'm going to continue i'm going to continue to do that i mean am i going to throw the book out and be like oh it was no good no this was fun i'll have like you know my kids can read it and be like hey now you could read the novelization this could be a good introduction next year for my oldest into the world of novelizations but you know if if you're a huge hardcore fan of home alone and you want another little perspective of, of you know, different media type and just to find out little differences and uh, do that sort of thing, then yeah, I would recommend that you pick it up and read it, but I don't think it's going to replace anybody's uh, thoughts on the film. Yeah, me too. And honestly, um, some of those changes that they did, like, like the scene with uh, Kevin playing that mobster movie, uh, the trick Harry in the book, Mm -hmm. I thought it worked better with Marv in the film. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know why they, a... I don't know why they changed it. And I don't really see how it benefited the scene changing it. I don't know. Maybe uh, my, my guess is that I was wondering if like, I guess my only guess would be is that the, maybe the earlier version of the script, it was switched or maybe the author thought it'd be funnier if it was switched. I don't know. But I, uh, I honestly think it would have been better. It's better. It's best the way it is in the film. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, I um, 
the book I recommend, like like I said, if you want to like find those differences, it's not a bad book. You know, it's not a bad book. It's a very easy read. I think uh, if you pick this up, you'll enjoy it. Um, it's actually not that expensive online. Uh, you got your both of yours for less than ten dollars, right? Yeah, and it it came with uh, Home Alone one, two, and three. Yeah, Home Alone like a nice little bundle. Home Alone three, I remember, was one of my childhood films. It was it had a uh, pretty fun uh, traps and everything, but it's just it's just not the same without not the you same. know. Yeah, but um, they tried, like I said, they tried to have like several sequels to the Home Alone and. I don't know. It's just Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are, you know, canon. Yeah, legit. And like they are the uh, they are like the their necessities when it comes to the holidays. Mm -hmm. Home Alone 3 is fun. Like, I think you'd enjoy it. it. Like, yeah, it's it's fun. if like you're just kind of it's different. But it is like Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Definitely, you know, check that out. Yeah. See, Um, I think I could be wrong in the book. He is seven years old in the film. Isn't he older? Like eight. Yeah. He says he's eight. He's like to that grocery store clerk. She goes, he's okay. like, ma'am, I made it. I'm eight years old. Would I be here alone? I don't think so. <laughs> That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny in the book that he's seven. It's like, I have a seven year old and I can't imagine him doing anything like this, but with the, with the novelization, I'll say this one thing again about like the whole, exciting part about home alone that you know everybody loves those gags where he's you know beating the, the crap out of the the robbers right mm-hmm. in the film it seems like it's exaggerated it's going on forever this is fun i'm enjoying every minute of this it's a big gap of time in the book it's like five pages maybe yeah and it's yeah. over it's like i said everything else is kind of elaborated in a detail all the way up to that point. So maybe it's just to give kids like, let's not tell kids how to set booby traps. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. One more thing I did remember. Um, there was a lot more fears that Kevin had to overcome in this. Obviously, you know, the burglars in the movie, it was the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's not mentioned man. at all. Basement's yeah. not mentioned at all. I mean, he goes into the basement, but there's no mention of that fear of the furnace. Yeah, like looking like that monstrous type thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they replaced that with like he I remember he actually talks to the police at the end. Like he's talking to the police after Harry and Marv get arrested. Mm -hmm. Because I think old man Marley like sits down with him and ever sits down with him. and says like, hey, you want some hot cocoa or something like that? And says like, no, I got to go home and clean up. But I remember. Do you remember that? Like he he was talking to the police for a little bit. And uh. I think he says something. No, no, I don't know. I know that uh, the cops see now I'm getting lost. I know that uh, Marley's like, hey, you want to come have some hot chocolate or something and or do something? And Kevin's like, no, I need to go home and clean. And he's like, clean up on Christmas Eve. I actually found the uh, I found the uh, it says a little while later, Kevin and old man Marley stood in the driveway and watched the cops put the crooks in the back of their patrol car. Those guys have been hanging around the neighborhood for a couple of days. Kevin told one of the policemen, you might want to check any of the houses around here have been robbed. And oh, yeah, it even says, like, how they get so banged up? The cop, the cop asked Kevin and Kevin just says, must be really clumsy. Yep. (laughs) 
So it was kind of cool that they showed that he overcame like his fear, like and he actually didn't get arrested as he was afraid that he would do. So, <laughs> like, I, I thought it would have been funny if they did bring up the the, the toothbrush toothbrush <laughs> gag one more time. If he's like goes up and hands the cop money or something, like this is for the toothbrush. Oh, that, that would have been kind of funny. Just, just a couple. Just like, I can't bribes. Just <laughs> can't bribes the police. Yeah. yeah. Now, now he's under arrest. <laughs> I, I thought that would have been a funny, like, oh wait, since you've been doing this joke the whole time that wasn't in the film, it'd been funny if they would have tied it together at the end, but they didn't. Yeah. So, what would you rate this? I would give this. This is tough because this is the first young reader novelization, and I don't know if they're all pretty much like this in a um straightforward kind of way um i'm gonna give it a a b plus because it was it was fun it was home alone just had uh, you know it doesn't get the a plus because it doesn't have all the really fun details that we saw in the film with the the break-in i was gonna say just a regular b but okay you make a good point. It's still Home Alone and it's still like a good story, good, easy read. So I'll reward it for that. So, but like I said, the changes they made that I didn't feel like were necessary. Um, I'm just going to say um, B plus two. Yeah. I do have one question about the end of the movie. Okay. In the book, we have old man Marley like hugging his, uh, his son and then granddaughter and they look at each other, him and Kevin, and they wave at each other, and then it's over. In the movie, doesn't that scene happen? And then Buzz is like, "Kevin, because he's in my room," and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." And then it's over. I thought uh, I knew something was off at the end, and I was like, "Wait, didn't Buzz get on to him again?" Yeah, and like, and I remember in Home Alone too, like they continued with that gag. Like he actually spent close to a thousand dollars on room service, and then you just hear his dad going, "Kevin." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was a fun book. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, I am too. Uh, we actually have plans. Uh, I mean, like I said, they're just like it was a thought, like nothing official yet, but to read Home Alone two next year, but. The difference is, like, you know, like I said, this is just kind of a, a plan and nothing's official yet. But the thought was that I would read one version of the novelization and Matthew read the other and um, compare and contrast them. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. So, like I said, nothing's official yet. So, like, um, if it doesn't happen, don't <laughs> they'll be like, hey, you said like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, next year, there's going to be some uh, a big video, maybe another live stream coming at you in January, where the three of us, Jeremy, Adam, and myself, are going to talk about some some uh, changes for 2022. It'll be a fun conversation. Hopefully, we can, we'll advertise a good date for it to get everybody on here and uh, have a good Q&A session as well yep. for that live stream. And... Uh... Another live stream coming in January. Uh, the one I announced uh, a few weeks ago, I recently hit over 200 novelizations and I thought it'd be a good way to start the new year with my, I'll be doing a live stream. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, the other two will be joining me. It might just be me, but um, of me going through all of my novelizations and showing them to you guys. So that might be a, like, 
hour to two hour live stream. So <laughs> hope you guys don't get yeah. bored. <laughs> yep. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. But I think that's going to do it. Is that going to do it for this, uh, the holiday special? I think that does it. Um, All right. So yeah, guys go watch home alone, go find the novelization, enjoy it. And thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope, like I said, that you're having a good uh, Christmas season, holiday season. Yeah, I mean, we, we had a we had a good year, didn't we, Adam? Yeah, it was a good year. Had a good, good year. Uh, we, I mean, some of uh, some fun announcements is that you know, one of our episodes reached five over five k views. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah. And didn't uh, see that. So thank coming. you guys for all that. By the way, that was I couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you. Uh, we recently both our Facebook page and our YouTube channel uh, exceeded a hundred subscribers. So again, thanks to you guys. Yeah. Thank um, you. And we introduced single cuts where we do a, it's a audio exclusive on our, uh, that you can find on our uh, podcast, uh, Spotify podcast sites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the channel's growing and we're excited for all the uh, opportunities for it to grow more. So again, guys, Thank you all so much. And yeah, mm-hmm. stay tuned for a, uh, a a special live stream that'll be coming soon. Uh, we said, like, you just said January, correct? Yep. Yep. So we'll, and of course, we'll be announcing when it'll be and soon. But guys, uh, Matthew, anything else you'd like to add? Say, uh, yeah, thank you and have a Merry Christmas and we'll see you next year. Or you'll see the, us next year, and we'll we'll talk at you next year. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be another year before you see us. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys in about a week or so, uh, or a, a couple of weeks. And also, Matthew, feel better, man. And uh, glad to hear that you know it's not hitting you really hard yet. And uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Small Time Republic. And uh, Joe's Media Cabinet, uh, Merry Christmas to you too, man. Thanks for joining it. Thanks uh, so much for you guys joining us. And as I said, Matthew, feel better and you know, take care of yourself. And yep, guys, I feel like the best way to conclude this Christmas live stream is to say, go home and enjoy a lovely cheese pizza just for you. <laughs> yeah, you filthy animal. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, <laughs> and a happy new year. <laughs> and a happy new year. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I wish See you guys later. Uh, me too. Me too. Maybe we need to make it into one. And we'll write the novelization for it. Yes, exactly. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you on the other side. <laughs>